0: As uh, Carol mentioned this morning, I'm going to say a few words uh, to introduce this third of the Brahma Viharas, Mudita, or uh, in different translations it's usually uh, (coughs) joy or gladness, sympathetic or empathetic joy. It's a kind of a change of pace in a way. Know, we, I think we can often get kind of a little focused on on some things that are problematic in our lives, you know, we come often come to retreat, come to our practice through some connection with a stress and struggle and suffering in our lives. We usually don't come uh, because we're too happy, and you know we got to do something about it. That's not not often a problem for us, and you know lately there's been quite a lot of focus on being mindful of dukkha and the causes, and you know we we look in our minds, and even if we don't see it we're we're certain there's you know we're just walking, deluded beings full of craving and aversion, and you know maybe it's not apparent, but it's it's obviously there somewhere. And there's a, um, and it can be a lot of that kind of focus on what's, what's, uh, what we have to be careful of, mindful of, things, traps we can fall into, and all of that. But with this um, practice of mudita, we're, we very intentionally are focusing on, on uh, things that are going well for ourselves, for another. As I was saying, this word, "murita" literally, it's probably, the, uh, would be translated as gladness. It's the idea of gladness in the mind and the heart. We sometimes say sympathetic or, or empathetic joy. I like empathetic joy because it has a sense of greater resonance for me. And it's this quality that delights in what is going well for another, for ourselves. On a good fortune on on that which is going well, so we actually bring that to mind and and this can be kind of a rare quality in the world. you know a lot's been said recently about uh, the comparing mind in ways that we we tend to put ourselves in in uh, relation to others and there's often a lot of um, feeling in in comparing of of uh, seeing the ways that we for myself, I know seeing ways that I don't measure up, I'm not good enough, not as good, I think this is is uh common in in uh, our culture at times, and to really feel glad for what's going well for another or another's success, good fortune is can be kind of rare, and we all know how great it feels when When something is going well for us and someone appreciates that and actually expresses their gladness for what's going well, that's, that's really uh, great where it it brings, there's a lot of gratitude that can come when we feel um, that another person appreciates our good fortune, doesn't uh, treat it with uh, (coughs) some quality of, of envy or jealousy or something. So we, we delight in the happiness of others and we start to touch into this uh, quality of mudita, this divine abode, divine abiding. Because we can uh, fall into this this comparing mind, which tends to begrudge what's going well. You know, it has this, there's this feeling as though there's only so much happiness or joy to go around. Um, you know, when we fall into patterns of jealousy or envy. It's a sense that, you know, if you've got it, then I don't. And it's it's limiting in that way. So there's only, uh, there's a finite amount of, amount of it to go around. But this quality of mudita runs count very counter to that. It's not limiting in any way. There's a kind of, uh, I want to mention, there's a kind of uh, flexibility or or um, a flexible quality that 's uh, part of this part of mudita, part of this empathetic joy, which um, allows us to let go of our views of what what m- might bring happiness or joy to another, so that it doesn 't have to accord with or jibe with our views about that. Now, that said, there has to be, because others might find happiness and joy, joy in ways that, that we might not. Now, we do bring a wise discernment because there can be delusion in our own mind or in others where we would take joy or, or happiness in, in uh, things that are not, not wholesome or skillful, that are harmful. That happens in the world. So, so it's not that we, we throw that discernment out. But the delighting in the joy is, is in the happiness that they're finding, not in our ideas about about that or about what it should be. So there's a certain kind of flexibility in the mind and heart there. And I think that this quality of, of empathetic joy of Mudita, it's it draws on and is based in great part on uh, a kind of confidence that That touches into our basic goodness and the fact that we and others uh, deserve to be happy, that we deserve happiness. And when we know that we deserve happiness, then we can delight in the happiness of others because it's no threat to us, it's not robbing us of something. And so there's a reorientation where we're not competing with others, it's not a competitive situation, but uh, more of a a quality of giving, of offering, a generosity of heart, a connection. There's a technical definition in one of the texts that I'd like to read, because I think there's some interesting things here. It said that this quality of gladness is characterized as joy produced by the success of others. Its function resides in being non-envious It's manifested as the elimination of envy and boredom. And its proximate cause is seeing the success and happiness of others. It succeeds when it causes envy, aversion, and boredom to subside. And it fails when it produces an excess of merriment or giddiness. (laughs) These are uh, what are sometimes called the near and far enemies. And you know, most of us are not, too worried about an excess of giddiness, I think, but but um, there can be a kind of overexcitement or overexuberance that it, that might be possible, or times when when the uh, when the quality becomes too self-absorbed, where it's all about how happy I am for for your good fortune, and it gets kind of um, over overly uh, self-absorbed, and that can uh, it it can possibly get into a kind of can get a little too high and disconnected from reality, perhaps, an unbalanced kind of state. That's not actually leading towards uh, freedom and openness of heart and mind, but, but actually more towards, more uh, <clears throat> into deeper delusion. And then, of course, the far enemy mm-hmm. would be qualities of envy or jealousy, that begrudges what's good for another, as though that is somehow limiting. But I think it's interesting that um, that this quality of joy is said to eliminate boredom, and I think this points to um, points to the the uh, the enlightenment factor and the Jonic factor of uh, piti, rapture, or joyful interest. This aspect of joy that is. Um, is born of of a really close deep connection with what's happening. This quality can arise. It's an interesting one because it can arise even when the experience is not necessarily pleasant. I've had the experience and I think probably some of you have in meditation where we may be experiencing, say, an unpleasant physical sensation, an unpleasant sensation in the body. But the attention and the mindfulness are very strong and steady, and the mind can open into a state of joy just based on that quality of of intimacy with our life, intimacy with experience. So boredom, if we think about, you know, we tend to think of of interest or boredom as being um, in the experience or in the object of our attention, it's interesting, it's boring, and we we tend to put it as a quality that's inherent in in what's happening in our experience. But it's it's a it's a mental quality that arises out of our relationship to it, you know. And and you know, it's clearly it's not as fixed. We as we've seen something that. Like, you know, our breath. That's not inherently interesting. You don't go up to everyone, you know, and say, isn't the breath, the sensation of the in-breath, isn't that just fascinating and interesting? Not everybody's going to agree with that. In fact, most people would say, I don't ever even really notice it. (laughs) You know, but we've seen in meditation, if the attention and the mindfulness are very, uh, concurrent and draw very close to that experience, it can be totally interesting. It can be a joyful experience, can't it? And and uh, the same with boredom. It's not inherent in the experience or in the object. It's it's has to do with that quality of connection and intimacy. So this feeling of uh, joyful interest that's uh, part of the quality of mudita. It dispels this sense of boredom. There's no room for boredom when we're when we're truly connected in that way. Hmm. So I think we'll go ahead and move to the uh, the practice. So <clears throat> as we begin this afternoon, and and I'll just let you know my plan, which is how I'm been doing the times that I'm here. Is we'll do a guided meditation until about 4:30, uh, and I'll ring the bell, and then those who wish can somewhere around there, not precisely 4:30. Then those who wish can uh, wish to stay quiet, go do some walking meditation, or practice outside. Can do that, and I'll stay and answer any questions or uh, hear any comments that anyone might have. So that's how we'll do it today. So beginning now. Um, with finding a a, as comfortable a posture as you can And we want to start with the body at in as easy a posture feeling as much ease in the body And I like to begin these uh, guided meditations with the invitation to just um, check in with what it's like in your mind and body and heart right now. to feel what it's like without any agenda about that. Whatever posture you're in, is feeling the body as it is, and perhaps inviting a little extra relaxation there. At least checking to see if there is a tension that can release that you don't need to maintain your posture. And check the quality of the mind, if there's any mood in the mind. Or mood in the heart. Not with the idea that you have to change it, but just to know how it is right now. It doesn't matter if you're feeling interested or bored. The mind feels bright and awake or sleepy or dull or somewhere in between. If you'd wished you'd stayed outside in this beautiful afternoon, it's so beautiful. Glad you came. Just how, how it is for you right now, letting it be, letting yourself be just as you are. Just feeling what it's like to be alive, to be a living being right now with nothing you have to do, nothing you have to change or work on or pay attention to. And if you'd like to, you can let your attention come to the area that we name as the heart center at the base of the sternum and in the middle of the chest area. You might breathe into this area or could place hand or fingertips there if you'd like. You don't have to do it. It might not be meaningful to you, but you can connect with this part of the body through touch or the breath. You notice whatever you notice there, including not noticing anything, nothing in particular. So we usually begin this practice, cultivating gladness of heart, mudita, by bringing to mind someone, and this may be someone from your metta or karuna practice, someone who we know who's experiencing (laughs) good fortune that we care about and it's easy to feel happy for them. And it doesn't have to be some great big goodness. It can just be a simple, a simple thing. Some simple good fortune in their lives. And start with someone where it's easy for you to delight in what's going well. Maybe there's uh, some gain or something that's gone well in their work or family life or something that you know makes them happy. Maybe you can't think of something that's happened, but you know you can picture them in circumstances where they're, they're enjoying goodness, where they're happy, for a few phrases, and as with the other Brahmavihara practices, there's a lot of uh, encouragement and permission to bring in creativity, to find words or phrases that might help you capture this feeling, this resonance with their good fortune, this ability to delight in what's happening that's good in their lives. with an image or perhaps just a feeling, felt sense of this person who's picturing them in a state of enjoying good fortune. we bring phrases, words, or maybe more silently, but I'll offer these few phrases. May your happiness and good fortune not leave you. May your joy and happiness only increase May you have joy and the causes of joy in your life. I'm happy for you. glad that things are going well for you. Reconnecting with an image or a feeling of someone you care about is having, having good fortune, something that's going well. Reimagining them enjoying a happy time. May your happiness and good fortune not diminish, but only grow greater. May the joy you're feeling continue. May it increase and continue for you. I'm glad for you. I'm happy for you. If you feel a, a bit of a smile coming onto your face, maybe you can picture your, this dear person uh, really enjoying something they like to do. Or bringing to mind a time when they received really good news. Way to do, really delight in that. So happy for you. It's great to see you having this good fortune. May you not be parted from this good fortune. May you have joy and all the causes for joy. You may find it actually works to put a, a soft smile on your face. You don't have to put a big grin on there. Just, but it actually, it actually does work. It actually changes things if we put a bit of a smile on our face. But you don't have to. Maybe quieter than that. You might also at this time imagine it may be the same person or another being who you know would really delight in knowing that things were going well for you. And perhaps be uh, open to receiving their wishes for you. Can imagine things that are have gone well for you, that go well for you, something that's going well for you now, or some good fortune. You have. We all have the great good fortune to be able to come and <clears throat> spend time on retreat, and even though it's not always a lot of fun, it's a huge blessing in our lives too. It's a blessing to care enough to spend the time in this practice, looking deeply within. And there's a very close relationship between the quality of gratitude for the blessings in our lives and, and this quality of delighting in that goodness we may be able to bring a sense of of feeling gratitude for that which is is going well like our ability to come on retreat maybe we even feel like our practice is going pretty well Maybe moments where it feels good that way. Maybe it's just the joy of having a beautiful afternoon like this. Seeing if we can receive (coughs) receive this quality of delight that another would feel for us perhaps a dear friend or family member or the benefactor that we've been working with in the metta practice or the karuna practice. We know that they would be so happy to know that things were going well, that they're glad for the fact that we have this chance to be on retreat, things like that. Let that in. Imagine them saying these, those words to you, I'm so glad for you, I'm happy for you. Offering you the wish that your happiness continue and increase. There may be a kind of loop or cycle of sending and then receiving. So if you're not already working with uh, someone who's been in your easy being or benefactor category, you can let them come to your mind or perhaps bringing a very dear friend. And picture them in a state of Happiness, enjoying some goodness. Imagine them in a happy time, a happy state. Things are going well. Just offer them these wishes that this good fortune, that the happiness they're feeling, that it not diminish but increase. I'm happy for you. May you have joy and the causes for joy to arise in your life. Now for the last few minutes of this period of practicing together, of sitting together this afternoon, and let go of any images or trying to find a connection or feeling with any particular being. If it stays there, it's fine, but You don't have to do that now. You can let that drift away. Letting go of words. Let go of trying to do anything, trying to cultivate this quality. Just let that go for now. Let go of anything that feels like some kind of practice or some meditation technique. Go of anything that feels like something you're supposed to do or something you're supposed to try and feel, some way you're supposed to be. There's nothing you have to do right now. have to be is happening is just fine, it doesn't have to be different. Nothing to do about any of it. It's just doing its thing. You can let it be.